What's up, everyone? Mark Lobliner, TigerFitness.com. You're not overtrained. In fact, I would bet good money for 99.99999% of people who watch this video. Actually, maybe not my channel. My, my people, my people train. Y'all get it in because you hear me make fun of people in, in, in pajama pants, Crocs, and using their cell phones. And <laughs> there's this big thing um, that's coming back. It's rearing its head about overtraining. And I would like to say that bodybuilding is the only sport, <clears throat> even powerlifting, with conjugate. Do you guys realize how much volume is in actual conjugate by Louis Simmons, by Laura Phelps? Do you understand how much volume is truly built in with your dynamic days, with your max effort days? Even if it's four days a week, sometimes five, it's a lot of volume built in. Yet bodybuilders think that somehow doing three sets of eight of three to four different exercises while sitting down and texting between sets is going to put us in a state of overtraining where our nervous system implodes and our penis stops working. Now, there is such a thing as overtraining. It is not acute. Well, there isn't a, I'll talk about acute in a second. It's a systemic issue dealing with your nervous system and you're not going to see it. You're not going to see it. I've never seen it. And I've been on this earth just about 43 years. I've seen people overreach. I've seen people overdo, but I've never, ever seen a case of overtraining. Now there is acute overtraining as I like to call acute overtraining. I don't know if that's actual science. Maybe someone smart like Mike Israel or somebody can correct me on that one, but I would consider rhabdomyolysis to be overtraining. Rhabdomyolysis is basically your muscles are getting broken down, boom, 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 releasing all this stuff and your kidneys get overloaded and they fail. And that is going to put you in the hospital. Larry Wheels had it. Dana Lynn Bailey had it. I almost had it, uh, but it was bad enough where it was close enough where I dropped out of a show um, in 2022. So, dude, it is, it is a real thing. Rhabdo is. But I'm going to tell you the issue I see right now with kids and with adults training is they just don't train enough. We're in a country and these statistics come from 2019 where most of the population is obese. I believe in 2019, it was somewhere around 40 or 50% overweight or obese after the great fattening as my good friend, Alan Roberts calls it of 2020, after they locked us in our homes, closed down our gyms, and delivered fast food and beer to our house. Somehow the people delivering the fast food and the beer couldn't get the virus, but those of us at home can. If you have an Uber Eats um, sticker or an Uber sticker on your car, you automatically have immunity. That's how it works. The IRI bar was created for my kids. My kids need a snack to eat during soccer tournaments. And also I wanted a bar for myself to eat pre-workout, post-workout, and also throughout the day. You want your Outray bars right now. That's why we have a partnership going with the Vitamin Shop to make sure that we're in all 750 plus locations, providing the best price, the best service, the best people to give you the Outright Bar when and where you need it. So they put us in there 
And a lot of people didn't get out. They didn't get the recommended use. A lot of people were depressed. You took away the gym. For me, the gym is my social time. Even though a lot of times I train a lot of my headphones in, just being around people, even if I'm ignoring them, just feeling that energy of people training hard, of people bettering themselves, it makes me feel good. It makes me prosper. It makes me do better at work. It gives me more energy throughout the day. I feed on other people's energy. I like feed on it. Keep feeding me, feeding me, feeding me. Like when we go to events like the natural body event, I come back and for a week straight, I have all this energy, this, this, this flow going through my body. So we have a country of obese, fat, lazy bastards. And we're sitting here talking about overtraining. So you want to look at other sports, right? Have you ever seen a fight camp for boxing? I've been in fight camp. Sure, it wasn't a professional fight camp, but essentially in the morning you do your road work. So you're doing your, your three. For me, it was three miles. That's all I can handle because I'm not very fast or very good. Um, I'm actually pretty fast, but distance is not my thing. And as that was, actually I had to switch to bike and swimming later in my, uh, my boxing camp because I was my knees were just achy from all the road work. I'm just not used to it at this stage in my life. Um, and then after the road work, you box for two to, for about two hours, sometimes three hours with sparring. And I'll tell you what, sparring is harder than anything you, any set you've ever done in the gym. I don't care if you did 20 rep squats, you get in the ring with someone and he's punching you in the face. Yeah, that's harder than, cause if I miss out on a squat, I use the safety bars. If I mess up in sparring, I get punched in the face, whole different thing. And then later at night, you do more work, whether it's bag work, whether it's speed work, whether it's, for me, I do hill sprints on days I didn't do extra skill work. So that's bog. They do that for, for eight to 12 to 14 weeks, depending on the length of the camp. Then you look at Kobe Bryant, a famous quote. He said, train three hours a day. He said, everybody's supposed to train in one. It's like, I train three to four. And that's how you get better because you're gaining hours. You're gaining all that accumulated, um, that basically that built up skill in your system. So you're getting better and better and better. And also, if you watch The Last Dance, you notice that they would weight train aside from these grueling basketball workouts that are extremely cardio intensive. So they'd go train as hard as you train. And then they'd play basketball at an elite professional level against the best team in the world, the dream team. Okay. And then you look at even high school athletes like Legacy at Carbon. For example, the heat is really terrible now, so the kids are having football practice before school. So they're coming into Legacy at night. We have kids doing full-on two-hour work in pads, going to school all day, and then coming in and getting an hour to an hour and a half session, crushing the weights, crushing the work at night, whether it's speed, skill, agility, injury prevention, strength. We're doing all of that at Legacy. So you got these kids doing three to four hours of work a day. Yet you're afraid that if you overdo bench press, that you're going to overtrain, that you're going to overwork, that you're going to snap your ish up. Look, man, in every other sport, whether it's basketball, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, it's pretty much understood. The harder you work, the better you'll be. My nephew, Jaden, who plays for Kansas State, he's a catcher over there. This kid will literally wake up. He's actually... He actually, they give him a key to the training center. He's there in the middle of the night. The kid's there till 2 a.m. But the, re the reason he's at Kansas State, the reason he's surpassed all these other kids who are at the same level as him, is that kid would train before school get, and get, do, some, do some whatever skill work. After school, he'd go to baseball practice. After that, he'd go to basement gym in St. Charles, Illinois, and kill it for one to two hours. 
He was always working on off days. Like I remember my brother would come and visit us before I went to college. And we have a beautiful, beautiful pub. We have beautiful public parks in Tennessee and um, in, in Brentwood. You guys who know Brentwood probably could guess that. And uh, there's one with a, a, a literal a batting cage in there, you know. And so he'd come down there and first thing they do, they drop their stuff off of the house. They drive down to the park and get in an hour of work. And then I'd go meet them at the gym. That's what it takes to be great in other sports. But for some reason in bodybuilding, we think that there's this threshold that if you train for 45 to 60 minutes a day, four days a week, that somehow you're going to be overtrained. Now, we are looking at something different. We're looking at um, strength development and muscle, muscle size versus actual skill and performance development. So there is some, some, some similarities there. But so I'm sending out a newsletter multiple times a week or even every day. It's going to have deals. It's going to have articles. It's going to have exclusive stuff from me. The algorithm has not been good to me on YouTube, on Instagram. I don't know why. Maybe it's something I said. But anyway, go to marklobo.com. It pops up. Put your email in there. That's all you have to do. You get all that stuff for free. The, the name of the game is recovery, right? So if I'm able to get more volume, more reps and sets, progressively overload, and still recover and feel fine, isn't that quite equitable to if I was a baseball player who trained and has to go perform the next day? Obviously, there's going to be some strategy in what you're going to do. Like, I'm not going to have a pitcher do bench press. I'm not going to have a kid on the Thursday or Friday before a football game on Saturday. Let's say he's playing in college. I'm not going to overload them to the point that they're sore. But I think that when you look at everything involved, I think that there is a possibility that some people, based on their recovery, um, can overdo it. However, I, I firmly believe that most people undertrain. Now, you might be one of those rare cases where you train hard and you need more rest days. And I'm one of those people. I'm one of those people who can out-train my genetics. Um, my mind is stronger than my body. And if I was leaving up to my mind and not how my body felt, I'd be deadlifting 800 pounds every single day. So I really think, I really think that we need to just think a little bit less, put the phone down, put the phone down. Don't worry about your tripod. We got people filming stuff, filming training, and I'm not trying to diss anybody. I'm not, I'm not trying to gym, uh, I'm not trying to steal Joey, Joey Swole's things. We got people at the gym who literally, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, they, they're not professional level physiques, but there's numerous people carrying around, not just like an iPhone. Like, let me grab my set. Like I'll do, if I'm doing an impressive set for my reels and shit, I'll be like, Hey, Katie, can you grab this for me? Thank you. You know, but they're literally filming their whole workout and that's awesome. But I think there needs to be less filming and more training. There needs to be less posturing for the gram and more lifting for the gains. And that's what I don't see. There needs to be that love for the process, the love for the results, the love for training. And I really think that we need to just get back to good old-fashioned hard training. Obviously, great programming. We have the Tiger Fitness app. I'll link it down below. It's absolutely free. We load it in there. You have your workout all set. Again, it's a free app. There's no charge. And just do your best and rock and roll. So I really think that you're in the right position watching this channel. 
I think we give some nuanced advice. And again, like if you're hurt, if your body hurts too much and you're not adapting, that's a good sign to scale back. But if you're crushing it, if you feel great, if you're getting stronger, if you're building muscle, those are things. And there's a whole nother video about recovery, right? Like what are you doing to maximize your recovery? To maximize your recovery, well, you need to make sure you're getting adequate sleep. Make sure your nutrition's on point. Make sure you're doing things outside of training to facilitate recovery. Like walking's great, gets blood flowing, it facilitates recovery. So those are things we need to look at. But at the end of the day, you're probably not overtraining, you're undertraining. Anyway, guys, um, the shirt is from tigerfitness.com. Okay, tigerfitness.com is my website. We sell nutritional supplements, including this delicious ghost that I've been drinking. We have some really cool stuff. To help your performance, one of those things is Peak Physicor. Peak Physicor is a non-hormonal performance enhancer, 11-time increase in VO2 max, double increase in bench press over placebo. That doesn't mean you're going to go from 300 to 600 pounds of bench press. That means that if the placebo group got 5 pounds added to their bench press, our group got 10 pounds added to their bench press. So a little caveat in that. Tremendously mass gains. Anyways, Peak Physicor, I'm going to link it down below. Um, it's non-hormonal. can be taken by men and women. And it is a phenomenal product. Anyway, guys, thank you much, so much for watching. I'm Mark Lobunner. That's not I used to have to go through dozens of bottles of vitamins, of supplements, just to get what I need. Look, I'm busy. I'm running multiple businesses. I'm coaching. I'm a professional bodybuilder getting ready for my first pro show. I don't have time to sit there and do all that. I got to go. I'm on the go all the time. That is why I created MTS Nutrition Immortal. Here's how they look. This All it takes, this replaces dozens of bottles of supplements. So let me tell you exactly what this has. It has probiotics, greens, liver detox, joint support, cardiovascular support, and the most complete multivitamin, multi-mineral supplement ever created. If you have a busy life or you simply want more time to do the things you love and be able to travel by just taking one simple little pack with you, Immortals for you.